It was just one of those moments in your life where you're presented with two paths to take. That's the sweet spot. It's what I like to call swag and substance. The idea got bigger and bigger and bigger the more people we kind of brought into it. I'm Jeremy Schumann. And I'm Ro Colinaros. And this is the cheat sheet for your career from the top marketing talent behind the world's biggest brands. We reveal the discoveries that kickstarted breakthroughs in their careers and share the timeless wisdom from their legendary CMO mentors to leave you with tactics you can use today to propel your career to new heights. This is the career advice you wish you had years ago. This is Marketer Momentum. Marketer Momentum. Today, we're thrilled to interview Henry Ong, who's had an incredible career journey from being a senior global marketing lead at Marvel and Disney to a keynote speaker around the globe. I remember that you added me on LinkedIn probably about a year ago now, and we both got into the Adweek Executive Mentorship Program. And I just took one click glance at your page and was like, wow, this guy is awesome. I need to know more about him. So I'm very excited to have you on here. I think we have a lot to learn from you. And Jeremy did not even need to sell me on you when he told me your story, because from the get-go, I was really enamored. So diving right in, Henry, you jumpstart your career at Disney, but you were able to do so because of the specific risks that you took, how you positioned yourself, and by creating your own opportunities. Would you mind taking us through your thinking and your approach that kick-started your career and got you where you are today? Gosh, it feels like I'm traveling in a time machine going way back to another lifetime. During my final undergrad year, I was able to land a job at my university's career center. And I purposely wanted to work there because I knew that the recruiters would be going through the career center to utilize its resources. I remember sitting in the waiting room and I saw a magazine on top of the coffee table. And it said that the number one place to start your career was the Walt Disney Company. And I remember telling myself, I don't know how I'm going to do it but I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get myself in the Walt Disney Company. Eventually, we had the HR recruiter from the Disney Consumer Products Division come by to hold informational sessions. And I volunteered to help her out to set her up for success because she was looking to order some pizzas. And I so happened to have a connection at the local pizza shop at the university, which I worked at. Put that on your resume. Yeah, it was for a while in the early days. Roundtable Pizza, that's a shout out to them. But yeah, she set her up for success, arranged all the pizzas, and then she was very appreciative of my time in helping her out. And then she said, just let me know what you're interested in, and I'll make sure that I'll put your resume at the top of the pile and help you out. Well, a few months go by, and then we're towards the end of the year. I've never heard... So I ended up interviewing at other places just because you get the pressure at your final year trying to land a job. And I ended up accepting a full-time offer somewhere else. And then the day after I accepted, she gave me a call and said, Henry, I have an opportunity for you. It's to interview for the Disney Animation Studios and Pixar Animation Studios team. It's project management. I know it's not ideal for you. I know you want to do marketing, 
but this might be the way to get your foot in the door. Another thing that I have to caveat that she said was she couldn't also guarantee a job afterwards because this was a six-month internship. And at that moment, I knew that I had to take a chance. And the best advice I got from one of my professors was, don't be afraid to sacrifice early in your career to do what you want. So I went for it. Was it scary? Yeah, it was scary. I think I would be lying if I said I wasn't. It was just one of those moments in your life where you're presented with two paths to take. And there's the easy one that's a little more practical, where you have that full-time offer and you're going to have benefits and you have a great place to start. Or you go to the road that's a little bit rougher and you don't know where it's going to end and you're walking into this dark cloud, this foggy atmosphere, and just hoping that you'll land somewhere great. And at that time, because I was fortunate enough and be able to take that gamble, I just went ahead and did it. So let's unpack that a little bit. So you got your foot in the door and you started in project management, but eventually you made your way to marketing. How did you make that jump? So once I got in, it was about four to six weeks, I was able to be more comfortable with my manager. And we would have regular touch bases. And it was about my second touch base where I told her that I went to school for marketing. That's my dream and that's my goal. I really like what I do right now, but I would love a chance to see if I can explore different opportunities within the company. And within our team, we had some marketing peers and I was very interested in doing what they were doing. So we made a deal. She said that if you can get all of your internship work done, you can go ahead and work with the marketing team. I said, sweet. So I took advantage of that opportunity to, at that time, learn two different disciplines, project management at the Walt Disney Company, as well as marketing. And so you pitched a project that got you noticed by the marketing team. Can you talk about what sparked the idea for that project, how you decided it was an opportunity and what gave you the courage to go after it? Yeah. So after working with the marketing team, they put me on the task of distributing assets to help educate people on the upcoming films and the marketing strategy behind it. And as an intern, I noticed that they never got a chance to learn what was going down through the pipeline. So I figured, why don't I pitch this idea to the group and see if I can create a marketing event at work where I can pitch the story of an upcoming film talk about the marketing strategy to showcase that I can present and I could sell as well as invite my team to watch me present. So I, I love that idea of really reading between the lines and seeing the opportunity of not only meeting the ask, but bringing the need. When you identified that opportunity and then even suggested it, were you nervous to do that? Did you feel like you were overstepping because you were stepping outside of your department and your current title? A little bit. I think I was taking the gamble to pitch a wild idea, and I don't know how people were going to receive it. The first person I spoke to was the HR partner that was responsible for the internship, just to get a gauge of that would be something that's realistic that I could do on her end. And she loved the idea. She thought it was great. And she said, you know what? No intern that I've known of has ever pitched an idea like that outside of the box. And she said that if you can get this approved by your team, I'm going to add this as an, a real event in the intern program. So then I had to go to my team. First, I pitched it to my boss, which she thought it was a solid idea. 
but she said that you're going to need to pitch this to the leadership team and see if they will approve it. And as long as they do, you're good to go. So then what I did was I remember spending a lot of time writing this email to our VP, and I made sure that I was clear and concise that really spelled out what I was trying to achieve, but also started thinking about the questions she would ask me back and proactively answer them ahead in the email, like how I was going to handle security, which rooms I was going to be in. And then within 20 minutes, she gave me approval, which was really awesome. And I was on my way getting this project realized. And do you think that influenced the way you talk to and pitch things to leadership today? Did your process change? Did you refine your process? Are there certain parts of that first time that you go back to? Yes, I don't have the jitters anymore like I did a while back, but the process is still the same. Is It's all about clear communication and always remembering the rules of being clear and concise is something that's always been hammered in my head is with executives, they don't have a lot of time. Sometimes they don't even look, they don't read past the email fold on the screen, which a lot of us know. So it's spelling out everything you need to say in a couple of paragraphs, just to make sure that people understand clearly what you're trying to achieve. I love how you spelled that out, the clear and conciseness, and you really just identify this opportunity and then set the table for you to swing for it. So tell us how you set it up. How did it come together? The execution. I really tried to think about everything that was involved in event planning and making sure that this was the perfect event that I can possibly achieve. And when the day came, it was an exciting time for me. I spent hours getting ready for the presentation. Literally, after I was done with my work and I went home, I took the deck home and just studied it and studied the way I would speak and think of my intonation. And it was great to see that it was a successful event. I think afterwards, it really put myself on the map within the company because I think no one even afterwards even thought of an idea like that ever again. And did that end up leading to an offer for you in marketing? It didn't. <laughs> it did not yet. I think it just put myself on the map. When I invited my team, that was strategic because now they witnessed that I was able to present and when necessary, can speak to others that, yeah, he's legit. And it actually was an opportunity for a marketing role within another team that worked on the tween business. So we're talking about high school musical in Hannah, Montana. <laughs> And I remember I applied for it. And I think what was interesting was that was one of the hot jobs. I am competing against 55 plus other interns who are trying to gun for similar roles. So I took advantage of it. And I think I was able to speak to me and the project that I proposed and how I thought out of the box really impressed the hiring manager. And that got me to start my career at the Walt Disney Company in a permanent position. You have so much confidence and swagger and boldness. And clearly you had it back then. But for someone who's shy, how do you conjure that up? And how do you steal yourself to ask for these things and make these big moves and present in front of all these people? Man, here's the secret. I'm a closeted introvert. It was hard for me. It was very hard for me. I think it was one of those things where my survival instinct just kicked in. It's do or die. And you need to step it up and you need to deliver it this way or else. Like to me, I thought it was going to be the end of my career if I didn't do that. 
So having that back in my mind really motivated me to deliver my best self for this project. I love what you said about survival instinct. Is that something you tap into again now in your careers? Are there other moments where this kind of survival instinct kicks in and it makes you seek out these opportunities? It kicks in all the time, and I'm I'm glad you asked that. I think where it all comes from is that I come from a very humble family, as you know, Jeremy, and a blue-collar immigrant family. My parents were refugees from the Vietnam War. So to see how they rebuilt their lives multiple times, escaping a war-torn country, my father then living on an island for two years, and then starting over again in America, I think that grit and that resiliency was something that carried within me. So this is something that as I look throughout my career, when I'm in those moments where I don't feel like I'm going where I'm going, I just look back to my parents as inspiration knowing that if they can go through what they went through, which is literally hell, I can easily go through anything. Yeah, I I see that in you. You take an opportunity, and while it might not be the opportunity you were looking for, you make it into the opportunity of a lifetime. And that's really powerful. That's an amazing skill to have. Oh, thank you. You made a pizza job work for you. That's really amazing. Oh, gosh. That's right. Yeah. I washed thousands of pizza pans. Thousands. It's one of those things where I remember where I came from. And like when I'm working at those projects earlier on my career at Disney, I just remembered I'm working on Excel, like project assignment. And I will look at that. And even though I spent hours doing data entry, I look back and go, it's a lot better than being in the back washing pizza pans and smelling like pizza grease. That's for sure. And one day you'll see how that Excel spreadsheet gets you to the next thing. I love how you hit on um, that you found that inspiration from your family and that kind of sustains your momentum, even from early on in your career. When was the last time you made a bold move and created an opportunity for yourself like you did at the start of your career? Gosh, I think the most recent example I can think of was I was working on a show and we're working on some marketing art. And we thought it was a great opportunity to, instead of using live photography, to use an illustrator, right? That harkens back to the Marvel legacy of creative illustrative art. And we ended up finding this great artist that we worked with and was able to take the lead on this project, working with our partners, and deliver some exceptional art that we've never done before for that show. And I was really proud of that. That's awesome. That's very cool. And I see that you are a world-class speaker traveling the globe and delivering these incredible presentations. How did you make the leap to do that? I fell into it, to be honest. I had people that just reached out to me through LinkedIn and asked me if I would be interested in speaking. And before that, I would go to local universities to speak to underprivileged kids and stuff like that. And that was important for me just because I didn't come from a prestigious school. I went to a local Cal State and I always wanted to pay it back. And I think that prepared me for greater events like the one in Korea. And after they asked me, I I decided why not just take the chance and go out there. And after that, I think that got everyone else to start asking me to do other presentations as well. I just do it because I genuinely want to help people. And if my journey and my story can inspire someone to do greater, I'm thrilled to do that. 
I think people think about personal branding as solely their story, but it's how their story impacts other people and the way that they interact with other people less so than about just them. And I think you're living proof of that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And so who is your mentor in this program? So my mentor, I've been very lucky to have a few, but I think the first one that I had was Marvin Chow from Google. What advice did your Adweek executive mentor give you that has impacted the way you you approach your career? Yeah, one of the things he told me that was an aha moment for me, and it carries the spirit of what I used to do when I, of my original big project and big bet was start thinking about projects that are important to your leadership that may be out of your job responsibilities and volunteer for them. And the worst they could say is no, but the upside is you get to do it. And that could be used as a great career accelerant for yourself. And that was something that as I look for my next role, that's how I'm going to continue to move is continue to not only do my 1000% on my job, but think about how can I help lift the company in other ways with other opportunities. I love how that's been a common thread throughout your entire career, from finding a way to offer value to this HR recruiter when you were in college, to as an intern, and then really landing that solid job at Disney, and then moving forward. So something we're trying to do, and it may tap into that thread, and it may not, That something that we're trying to do on this podcast is... We love this idea of inviting our guests to challenge the marketing community to a creative dare, we'll call it. So our question to you, Henry, what is your dare for the marketing community? What's one thing you challenge our listeners to do right now to move their career forward? I think this is applicable to any level, and it's probably inspired by my personal journey. I'd like to challenge folks to pitch a fresh idea to their leadership team. The worst they can do is reject your idea. The upside is you could probably find yourself leading that initiative yourself. And I think the idea could be a new position within the organization. It could be improving a process and it could be a new product idea. Listeners, we're coming back to check on you. Henry's a good dude. We don't want to disappoint him. And I really love this advice because I think even beyond impressing your leadership, it freshens things up for you. It keeps you thinking. It keeps you on your toes. It allows you to break down silos within the business. I love how Ro said that. This is an incredible challenge for everybody to just shoot your shot. And I feel like at times we, we're all our own worst critic and we talk ourselves out of situations like that. So yes, we're totally going to follow up with listeners. We'd love to hear your guys' story. So if you guys take Henry's challenge and proactively pitch an idea of your own, let us know how it goes. Tweet at Adweek. Use the hashtag Marketer Momentum. Henry, you shooting that challenge me right now. I'm trying to think of what I could do. What insights or tactics would you share with someone trying to proactively create opportunities within or outside their current company? If it was me, I'd be reaching out to other people within the organization just through simple meeting greets and just trying to understand the, the bigger picture of things and how and what's the the macro view of it all within the organization, because I think it's easy for us to only think about the micro and our individual roles. So the way I would look at it is just exploring, gathering information, talking to other people. If you're stuck in an idea and don't see the opportunity, you can talk to people and figure out what it is and figure out what that white space is going to be. That's really smart. When you started reaching out to people, did you find that eventually people started reaching back out to you with opportunities and challenges? 
Oh, that's a good question. I think, I guess the way I look at it was it never felt like a formal thing. I think because I was able to build great relationships with whatever organization that I'm in, I've been blessed to be the person that they usually reach out to just to get my two cents and the hot take of what I think the challenges they're facing are and how they can fix it. I was able to be that trusted advisor where they just get an opinion from a different point of view that they probably never thought of before. I love that. Is there any other advice you would give to people as they try to take on this creative dare to to proactively find an opportunity to move up within their company? Because I was an introvert initially in my start of my career, I think sometimes I found it difficult for me to immediately discuss things to my supervisor. So what I would do is I first shot an email just to set the table to say, hey, I've been working here for quite a while. I love my job. I would love to chat with you about my future because they'll come back and say, for sure, let's have our touch base. That's when you come into your touch base and then you can be able to slide in your opinion. I think sometimes when people are really excited and they want to share their ideas, they throw it immediately to the boss without any setup. And then I think as a supervisor, it takes you a moment to process it because you didn't have a chance to know that it was coming. So now you caught me off guard. But if I knew it was coming, then that at least helps me to know, okay, this is the tone of the conversation. This is what we're going to talk about. Here's the context. And then we can have a more fruitful conversation. I love all the pre-work you put into all this. I love that because I think so many of us in our career, we just think, hey, if we're just doing the work, that's enough. But in reality, it's really not. You have to be bold and shoot your shot to really write your own narrative. And I think you're just such an incredible example of that from such a young age to your career now. So this has been super inspiring for me. As always, I'm taking notes because whenever I talk with you, Henry, I always write a few things down. So I appreciate your time. Of course. I'm flattered to hear that, man. Thank you. And I was surprised to find that you were an introvert, especially because we're in this industry that is full of extroverts. How do you nurture and take care of that inner introvert? I'm in the entertainment industry. And I think a lot of times you get invited to a ton of events. And for me, I pick and choose strategically which makes sense. But if I can, I'd rather just stay home, hanging out, watching Netflix, maybe watching a really good Korean drama. And that there replenishes my soul. I'll have to get your recommendations. (laughs) <laughs> sure, I can send you a list. That could be a whole other podcast. All right, everybody. Tune in next week for hot takes and Korean dramas. Parasite changed my view of that whole space, so I'm ready for more. <laughs> That's good stuff, man. Henry, thanks so much for your time today. This was super insightful. We're so stoked to share your story and your advice with the rest of the community. Yeah, can't wait. Awesome. So we're going to follow up with all of you guys on Henry's Creative Dare. So we're going to invite you guys to make an opportunity in your own careers and then tweet at us. Tweet at Henry Ong and use hashtag MarketerMoves and tell us how it went. So Henry, if people want to tweet at you and share, what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Twitter is definitely one of the destinations. I'm also very active on Instagram. So if people want to follow my quirky humor, you can find me at Mr. Henry Ong. And if you want to connect with me professionally on LinkedIn, you can use in forward slash Henry Ong. Marketer Momentum was produced in partnership with Julian Lewis and TJ Bonaventura from StudioPod. Thanks for tuning in. 
We know you're making good on those creative dares. So share with your friends and tweet at Adweek with hashtag marketer momentum. And if you have nice things to say about us. Only nice things though. Write us a review on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also special thanks to Adweek. Adweek.